Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. <laughs> Good evening, fiends. Welcome to another episode of Sinister Parlor Podcast. I'm Zombie Barbie, and tonight's special guest is writer, director, producer, and actor, Jed Bryan. And we're going to be talking about his film, Unlisted Owner. How are Thanks you? Having, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you could make it. And I've actually yeah, well, seen the film. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm glad because some people, like I told you earlier, they haven't seen it. And I mean, I still do an interview, but it's, you know, it's sometimes it's a little awkward or different. But, uh, but yeah, and, and plus there's not that much going on right now anyways with the whole COVID thing. So we're all just kind of oh. hunkered down and just... <laughs> Gonna ride the storm out, see what happens. Hopefully, we can start making some more movie stuff soon. Hopefully, well, it's like now we're all doing it in quarantine, which it's good. Mm -hmm. But it's like you know, I know a lot of people are so ready to get back out there and get on set and get shit going. Yeah, yeah, um, me being one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, what are you working on? Are you working on something new? <clears throat> yeah, uh, actually, uh, PJ Starks, who uh, yeah. Did the volumes of blood franchise? Uh, he's doing a horror anthology called 13 Slays Till uh, Christmas or Xmas, and he asked me to uh, write and direct one of the sequences for it. So, uh, we actually uh, shot ours in February, so it's everything's like rap filming wise, and we're in the post production part of it. But it's supposed to be, I think, 13 or 14 different stories. I can't, I think there's just 13 of them, but I can't remember if the main one that ties them all together, if he's counting that as a separate one or not. But anyways, I guess there's only three that have been actually filmed out of the uh, 13 of different oh, stories, shit. mine being one of them. Yeah, so, uh, and I was supposed to, uh, I was going to come down and maybe have a cameo in PJs, and he had to delay his, so it kind of, yeah, that kind of really derailed a lot of stuff, so I'm sitting here, or sitting with you know, something that's we're in post on everyone else hasn't even had the chance to film theirs yet. So we're just kind of waiting in the wings and Dang. see what happens. And uh, then I guess it was a few weeks ago, uh, a filmmaker out of Los Angeles of uh, his company's ACM films. He just did a little short that's entitled outbreak. And I actually got to have my wife and my son and myself, we all got to be in like this little project. It's on YouTube. It's kind of, it's pretty neat. Uh, it's like basically kind of like invasion of the body snatchers type, you know, oh, like a little bit of homage to it. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's a, it was a neat little thing to be able to do something with my wife and son. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. how cute. You'll have to yeah. um, send me the link to it so I can yeah, link sure. it to this interview too. So people yeah. can check it out. Yeah, for sure. And my wife and son, I thought they were going to have their film, like their acting debut and my short for PJ's film. But then with the whole COVID thing, uh, 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 the filmmaker in Los Angeles got a hold of me and said, hey, do you want to be, you know, do this thing? So I guess that's their acting debut as an outbreak. So I mean, it totally fits, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it was like a collective project with a whole bunch of actors and actresses and filmmakers from all over the U.S. just sending like little clips for this thing. So uh, Alex did a really good job of editing it together. So I'm excited to see what you think of it. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll check it out as soon as, yeah, send me the link and I will definitely check it out. Okay. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. PJ is super cool too. He's, he's awesome. Oh yeah. I'm excited to yeah. see that too. Yeah, it should it should be pretty awesome. There's a there's quite the lineup of uh, 
directors and actors in it. So I'm pretty excited to be a part of it. Uh, it's kind of funny. The first time I ever met PJ was at Days of the Dead in uh, Indianapolis. I happened to bump into him in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, he's a, I think he's about like two hours from me. So it's not too bad of a drive. So like uh, for me to come down and be a part of one of his projects and stuff like that. So it's uh, pretty close. Damn. Where are you at? Uh, a little town called Sumner, Illinois. It's about an hour and a half from Evansville, Indiana. We're that little part of Illinois that goes like this into Indiana. So on the oh. uh, easternmost part. So that's us. Middle of nowhere. Cool. That's neat, though. It's cool to see yeah. that, you know, there's filmmakers coming from everywhere now. You know, before oh, yeah. it was just L.A. And it's like now yeah. it's just it's blossoming to every part of the United States. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a cool like movement to be a part of because whenever I did, when I first started Unlisted Owner in 2011, you know, I had no clue how to get a movie distribution. The only thing I read online was film festivals and those are some can be very hard to get into and it's just amazing how much stuff has evolved since then, like all the information out there, plus, you know, all the indie filmmaker networks where people are telling you like their stories of what's happened and stuff like that. When I first started, there was none of that. It was just like, okay, we're just going to go for it and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cross your fingers. <laughs> yeah, correct. Hopefully someone watches it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super. Yeah. It's way easier now. I, I mean, it's not easy but it's easier to get out there, you know, cause now, you know, we do have yeah. the internet and we have tons of festivals and it's yes. like, honestly, Facebook connects so many people. You don't realize what a small tight knit community, the horror genre is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Cause it's like, Oh wow. So, you know, this person too, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, it's so, you know, interconnected and the support system's amazing of how everyone kind of, you know, has your back and, you know, you have loyal fans that, you know, believe in not only the project, but also in you. And that just, you know, really helps your drive and determination to make more creative stuff. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, how exciting. I can't wait to see them. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. I, so 2011 is when you made it, huh? Is that when you started yeah, writing it or is that when you started we, filming it? It's uh, 11 when we started filming Unlisted Owner. It's been a little bit of a journey. Uh, so we started... I came up with the concept in probably like July of 2011. We had a script, me and Tyler Landry's also acts in the film. Mm -hmm. We had a script knocked out by September, had locations and everyone casted by October and started filming in November. Dang. So, uh, well, I guess we, I guess October, November, we started filming. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, then we, uh, so we shot the film, like I said, it was my first feature. We edited the whole thing together and realized it was only 50 minutes and I went oh man mm -hmm. so we had to go back through and I had a sequence that I left out this road trip scene and we also added in a beginning family scene so with those both added in it ended up being like 74 minutes so we actually wrapped it in 13 and then we tried the film festival route for about a year and then about a year and a half I guess it was a year year and a half and didn't get in any of the festivals which was oh, pretty disheartening geez. Yeah, and then uh, I found out about the American film market in uh, Santa Monica, California. Found I, I it was like the week after I was already in LA. I'm like, well, this is not going to work. So I had to wait a whole year to prep to go to the American film market. Went there, showed it a few times out there. Then had several distributors that were interested, and uh, then we signed a distribution deal with our former distributor of uh, Summerhill Films out of Phoenix. 
and 16. And then we had to, uh, they gave us like a list of stuff that we had to do for it. And one of them was an M&E track, which is basically all the background sounds separated from the dialogue of the actors. Well, mine's found footage. So that's all on the same track. So I had to recreate every single sound effect for the entire seven, four minute film, which is terrible because a found footage film is different than a traditionally like, you know, horror shot film because you have music a lot. Found footage, you don't have that luxury. It's every door creak, every, you know, chair creak, footstep, all Mm -hmm. that has to be recreated. And I mean, we'd be out like three o'clock in the morning and trying to get stuff, you know, like, you know, outside ambience and stuff like that. So cars weren't going by because we were in town in some of the scenes. And uh, it was just like, we get we get back to the, uh, to our editing room and then we put it in the editor and be like, oh my gosh, there's an air conditioner running. Yeah, it's amazing what it picks up, oh, huh? And you're like, it, fuck, it, I never yeah, would have noticed like, that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, like, it's just, you know, it's just, it's making me anxious just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but we, we got all that done, and then it finally was released on DVD and uh, streaming in 2017, and then we made the top 10 on Amazon for horror DVD in 2017, which was pretty awesome. That's great. Yeah. So what, six years, though? Shit. Yeah, it was a long time, but, you know, I had already put all this effort into it, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to get it out there some mm-hmm. way, and there's nothing more frustrating than people who knew that you've been working on this thing since 2011 coming up to you when they see you, be like, hey, you know, when's the movie coming out? You know, you're yeah. just like, I'm working on it. You know, like, I'm just, trying. <laughs> just bear with me. Bear with me a little bit. Uh, I'm new at this, so, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, it was a, a learning uh, curve for sure. But I feel now, like, before the making the movie part was the easy part, getting it out there for everyone was the hard part, and now it's completely flipped. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, though. It's like, at least you didn't yeah, it's a good thing. kept yeah. going. Because it's... So I actually watched it before I knew who you were. Um, oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go on to like Amazon and kind of like just scroll through and see what I find. Uh-huh. And I watched it then. So I want to say it was probably at least a year ago. Oh, that's I watched awesome. it. Yep. And then I saw somehow, however, I connected with you on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I saw it pop up. I'm like, that's really familiar. So then I clicked on it to watch it. I was like, holy shit, I have oh. seen this. I know exactly <laughs> who he is. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's it, it amazes me like the amount of people who have like actually seen the movie. It's just it blows my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I get people that send me copies of the movie in the mail for me to like autograph and send back to him, which still like Aww. kind of blows my mind that you know that people they do want that. Your autograph. But, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty. It's it, yeah. It still blows my mind to think that. But yeah, it's just crazy. Like especially you know the streaming platforms have both. A, a positive and negative side. The positive side is people all over the world have seen, you know, what I've created. Mm-hmm. And then the other downside is it like how much, you know, you actually earn off of it. <laughs> I've been hearing the horror stories lately with like distributor yeah, and stuff like that. Was, were you part distributor, of that? Distributor. And then, well, I mean, plus like say someone buys a copy of your movie, like physical copy off of Amazon, you know, Amazon takes 55% right off the top. That's for a physical copy. And then if you do streaming, you know, you're getting between like one cent and I don't even know what the max is, but it just depends on how much, you know, people are viewing it on prime. So it's just, you know, and there's so much good content out there too, that you're, you know, you're competing against, Oh yeah. but 
it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be really hard on some of these bigger studios because, you know, with the streaming, you know, you don't get paid that much on these platforms. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be yeah. hard to book bigger name actors, I think, for your stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because everything is streaming now. You know, you got Tubi, Shutter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. sl- isn't there a thing called Slasher or something like that? What is it? I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, unless the owner's on POV Horror. So, I mean, there's even a found footage stream channel called POV Horror. So, oh, I mean, cool. It's like, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's like, yeah, there's all kinds of like different streaming channels. And, and that's another thing, too, you got to think about. I mean, I switched from, I used to, I, I got gave up my regular TV and just switched straight to streaming platform mm-hmm. because, you know, that there was more stuff I wanted to watch on there. But now there's all these different streaming platforms popping up. And it's like, if I get them all, it's going to be as much, if not more than what I had on my TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. hold on for one second is my microphone working yeah okay i'm gonna edit this part out (laughs) i'm like hold on (laughs) okay um back to streaming uh so yeah it's like amazing how much i mean even on like amazon you can subscribe to cbs epics um what is it stars you know Mm -hmm. hbo cinema all this shit and like you said you know i stopped um with cable and went i'm like i'm fine with netflix i'm perfectly fine with netflix and now it's like all these fucking channels are coming on. I'm like, okay, I really want that channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, yeah. And you're like, oh man, like I'm back to where I was at. <laughs> exactly. If not more, it's like you're paying more for all yeah. these channels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I noticed, okay. So you own Lawford County Productions and yep. then like the little cop, what is that thing? Where it like said Lawford County Sheriff's Department. Oh yeah, the the evidence placard things. Evidence placard, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, did you do that to tie in your production company? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like all my scripts that I've written, uh, all take place in this fictional county called Lawford County, and there could be like a Lawford County, you know, Illinois. There could be a Lawford County, Tennessee, or Kentucky, or Indiana. I mean, Lawford County can be like it's kind of like you know, like The Simpsons in Springfield. I mean, there's Springfield yeah. all over the place. So, I kind of wanted to tie that in. Like, there could be a Lawford County anywhere because there actually there is no Lawford County anywhere in the U.S. So. There is not? <laughs> no and it's oh, kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah how how I came up with the name is the county that I uh that I'm from is called Lawrence and then the county north of me is called Crawford and I get a lot of inspiration because there's a lot of wooded area and it's really creepy at night and you know mm-hmm. whenever you whenever I was younger and go out with my friends and we go driving around out in the country you know it'd just be you know like really eerie you know just like perfect horror movie setting so I decided yeah. to name my production company Lawford County so that's kind of where that came from it's nice. funny someone sent me a thing the other day that uh they were typing up like uh, Lawford County murders, like on Google. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, you know, is Lawford is unless known or a true story than Lawford County murders. And it's like, wow, you know, people are actually looking up this fictional County that I made up on That's Google. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's way awesome. In the beginning, I can't, I couldn't remember. Did it say based on true events? No, no. It and that's okay. one thing, like a lot of people like, think that I think it's because we added that little text at the beginning it was just basically kind of like uh, like a precursor to what's going to happen like basically this is a crime scene evidence it's been edited and 
you know, all this stuff. So I think a lot of people, whenever they see that, they kind of tie that in. And that's what we were kind of aiming for is to tie that into like, you know, whenever it says based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was, it was good. So I was going to ask you originally, but then you kind of yeah. answered my question. Um, I was going to say, you know, was your wife in this film, but then you said that the, the outbreak one was her debut. Yeah. So yeah, that was her uh, acting debut. So she uh, actually was running the the camera for it. So she was actually the camera operator and the actress in it. So because it's kind of like the, for the short, uh, what we had to film was like a little bit of found footage, which we actually filmed with one of the cameras we used for unlisted owners. That was kind of cool. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. How were you? Um, so she was she involved with unlisted owner? No, uh, we had, I mean, we had known each other previous, but, uh, no, she wasn't involved with unlisted owner, but, uh, she, like I said, she acts in the, uh, the short that, uh, I just shot for PJ. So, okay. um, and I'm hoping, and she also does like special effects makeup and stuff. So I'm hoping, like I said, okay. once this COVID thing gets kind of lifted, we'll be able to, uh, do some more stuff like that. That'd be cool. Cause I was wondering if maybe she did the camera or something for unlisted or if she did sound, I don't know if she did something yeah. on it. <laughs> well, whenever, whenever we finally did get a deal for it, she was helped. Like she'd help me at signings and stuff like that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like help promote it like street, street team type stuff. But yeah, she's been cool. very, very supportive of it. And uh, like I said, we just, uh, our son Jace, who's he'll be two and uh towards the end of May, I got him like a little unlisted owner t shirt and we brought him to one I of the saw signings. That. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so cute. So, like that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, because it's amazing because I whenever I shot unlisted owner, you know, I was, you know, single, wasn't married or anything like that. And now it's okay. just easy to see where it's kind of grown to now. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I did do a little bit of stalking and I did look oh. at her special effects. Um, she does really good. So are you going to use her to do special effects on your upcoming projects and stuff? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. She's very, very talented. She, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think sometimes she doesn't give herself enough credit for the stuff she does, but yeah, I mean, she's like phenomenal. And, uh, I know right now she hasn't been able to really like practice as much as what she liked, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's very, very talented. She's very like, she wants, like she watches YouTube videos and likes to learn. And we always go to the trans world haunt show in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. It's the big, it's like, oh. I think it's the world's largest haunted house convention. Cool. Have like, I mean, animatronics and, you know, like monster puppets and, you know, makeup and special effects stuff. And uh, one year we went and uh, a bunch of the guys from Face Off were there and they did like a seminar and everything. It was so cool. That's cool. They do some incredible work. Oh, so I yeah. bet for her, that was amazing to watch. Oh, oh yeah. And, and you could, and you could ask them questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty awesome thing. Unfortunately they had to, I, I think they delayed it this year, which kind of s- sucks, but, you know, with given the situation, I completely understand, but yeah, it is probably one of the coolest, like <clears throat> haunted, like, oh, the coolest haunted show I've ever been to, like, I mean, including cons and stuff like that. I mean, as far as like nice. mask and makeup and animatronics, just, you know, it's like, I it was like a kid in a candy store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I want that and that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like to have that eight foot tall animatronic it, you know. <laughs> yeah, for like five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You should have, since you guys are in quarantine and she does the special effects, you should turn your cute little baby into a zombie. We did uh we tried to do the Jack Skeleton makeup for oh. Halloween and he 
I, it was just kind of smeared all over the place. <laughs> He's it like, was nope. hard to get it on. So we're hoping as he, yeah, we're hoping as he gets older, maybe he'll be a little bit more, you know, relaxed and let, you know, mommy do that type of stuff to him. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Perfect little guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so for the casting, so I noticed everybody's names are the same, um, you know, like mm-hmm. their real names. Did you know these people or were, did you do like a casting call? how did you get it casted? So for unlisted owner, uh, it's kind of weird. Like uh, Gavin and I have been friends since probably, I don't know, like seventh grade. And then Tyler, oh, dang. And my, yeah, Tyler and myself, we've been friends since probably junior high school and Gavin's brother is actually Griffin which a lot of people don't know that so and then I've known Andrea since high school yeah so so it was like basically you know hanging out with your friends which was a great experience but uh and then Heidi was uh uh, acquainted with Andrea they were friends at the time and that's like we had this like when I wrote the script, Andrea had always told me she wanted to be in a movie and then Tyler and Gavin, uh, they had moved away at one point in time and they were back in the area and I said, well, I'm going to get something done. I need to do it now. So mm-hmm. we came up with Unlisted Owner and decided to do it and had Andrea on board. We were trying to find a uh, another female actress to play Griffin's girlfriend and then she happened to know Heidi. So it all kind of fell into place. But yeah, there wasn't much of like an audition part for that. But mm-hmm. then whenever we did the, uh, the new family scene, um, I decided to put out a casting call. So we actually had people locally come and audition for it. So it was, it was kind of neat. That was my first time doing a casting call. So that was mm-hmm. a little thing. And then when I did 13 Slays, we, uh, we posted it online and uh, we had quite a few submissions that we had to go through. There was a couple of them that were, wasn't sure which way we were going to go with, but it ended up working out really good with the cast mm-hmm. we got for that. I'm excited for everyone to see it. It turned out awesome. I can't wait to. That's so cool. Yeah. That's yeah. I didn't know PJ lived by you too. I, did, I actually didn't know where he was from. Yeah, he's from Owensboro, Kentucky. It's around Evansville. Oh. So he's like an hour from Evansville one way. I'm an hour and a half from Evansville like the other way. So Wow, that's cool. That's so awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to ask something about Oh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Tyler. So Tyler helped write it, right? So you guys were yeah. both the writers on it? Yeah. Um, so I came up with the uh, the concept and, like, pretty much the structure of the story. And uh, Tyler and I, we had wrote uh, parts of it together in uh, his apartment. And I was actually even from Vegas. So I told him, like, okay, why don't you write this camping part? And then I'm going to finish up the rest of it. So that way I wouldn't have to do as much as I was going to be going to Vegas. And I need to get the script like finalized before mm-hmm. we uh, got into shooting mode. So that was kind of like how that worked out. But, uh, but and with Gavin, uh, Gavin's been in all, well, he was in everything I had shot except for uh, 13 Slays. But uh, he, uh, me and Gavin, we had done a, a GoDaddy commercial contest and we got an eighth out of 539 videos for that. Wow. We did uh, a teaser trailer for a script I have called Meth House. And you can find both <laughs> those on YouTube on the Wofford County YouTube page. Okay, cool. Ooh, that's so cool. So you have a yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah, it, it doesn't have that much content on it. We don't, update, we, we, have, we don't update regular, you know, on a regular basis to it or anything like that. I just, I just concentrate on writing and stuff like that. But 
Yeah, I'm excited about 13 Slaves, though. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. I, John Hale, who did uh, the Conduits uh, part of it. And I mean, there's so many great filmmakers. It's going to be pretty awesome. That's exciting. That's like so many films, too. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of films put together. A lot, yeah, a lot of shorts. Yeah. <laughs> How fun. Are you guys going to take it to festivals, do you know? Or is it instantly um, just distributed? I think PJ said that we're going to, we're going to try to do the festival route, but I don't know exactly all the details. I kind of, you know, that's, that's his part of the, mm-hmm. the plan there, but uh, <laughs> I just, just like to be able, cause I know they're wanting to, they were wanting to release it this Christmas, but I don't know if that's, you know, hopefully it'll still happen, but time yeah. will tell. Cause that would suck to have to wait a whole nother year until the following Christmas. Yeah. If he wanted a Christmas release. Right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just see what happens. We'll just roll with it and mm-hmm. what happens. You're like, at least you know yours is done. So you're good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just got to, uh, there's a few things we got to tweak on it and uh, add in some sound effects and stuff. And then uh, wow. Rocky Gray is supposed to be doing the musical score for it, which oh, is pretty awesome. Damn. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so the locations, that house was really cool. Who, where did you find that house? It's a block away from where, I, where I've lived. So right on the main drag in town in Sumner. Uh, <clears throat> ever since I was a kid, I always thought this was such a cool house to film at. Mm-hmm. Or for there to be a, like a scary story, you know, or, you know, a haunted house be there or something yeah. like that. And it's creepy. It ha- yeah. It happened to be vacant at the time. And uh, we contacted the owner and he said, yeah, if you want to shoot in there, go for it. So we uh, shot the whole movie and there's people living in it now. But at the time, I mean, it was the perfect house for our story. Oh, yeah, because it was creepy as hell. It was beautiful, yeah. but it was fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, basement. Oh, yeah. and, oh geez. Oh, yeah, it's. It, it's it just has its like own vibe to it and it, it was it, some nights it was really creepy because I'd be the last one to leave everyone else would be gone I'd get oh, all geez. the way down and get in my truck because I mean that house is actually three story you know there's three stories to it and the very top story you know I'd get everything loaded in the vehicle and I look up and the top light would be on I go oh. like I gotta go back in I go all the way back <laughs> up and turn the light off so yeah oh it, that's so creepy yeah yeah it was I wouldn't want to stay the night in there by myself no (laughs) really do you think it's haunted um I personally didn't experience anything but the whole time we were filming there like people would come up like you know we'd be getting ready to shoot and people would walk right in and like talk to us and tell us stories you know like this one guy came in and he goes he was you know wanted to show us something in the house and he said yeah my grandpa my grandfather died in this room and I was just like oh "Oh, my gosh yeah jeez you're like please don't tell me that (laughs) yeah yeah so and then what was and and someone else said they heard that someone hung themselves upstairs i had no idea i guess i don't know if any of these stories are true people are just wanting to mess with us or or what but apparently it was supposedly a nursing home at some point in time but that's kind of i don't know yeah you hear all kinds of stories and then whenever the film actually came out like all these people, I don't know how many people have lived lived in this house, but it just seemed like I just kept getting messages and emails from people saying, yeah, my grandfather lived there. Or, oh, I lived there for a little bit, or I grew up there. It was just, it's really weird. Like how many people, like, it's like so many people are associated with that house. It's just, you know, it was just very odd. There's a lot of energy in that house. So it's probably yeah. haunted. If those walls <laughs> could talk, those walls yeah. could talk. It's pro. We need to send Zach Baggins there. <laughs> there you go. 
That's funny. So now that you did um, the 13 sleighs, do you have anything else that you're working on or that you have ideas on that you're wanting to get done? Well, I have a, a, a script for that short I, or that teaser trailer I told you about called Meth House. It's about mm -hmm. these uh, kids that stumble across a layer of these crazy meth heads and they're <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's a pretty wild story. See, in our area, it's a large farming community and one of the ingredients they use here in the area which I know it difference very or it varies from region to region but they use anhydrous ammonia and they're manufacturing a methamphetamine which anhydrous is like a uh, fertilizer oh and it's very very deadly like if you inhale it like it seeks moisture and all that stuff so like uh, my story is basically these meth heads are at war with these farmers and these meth heads are like deformed creatures and there's like this evil meth chemist guy and just, it's all kinds of craziness so I was I would like to get it made but you know funding's always you know a factor so yeah Oh yeah. That's always the hardest part is the funding. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I, we shot the teaser trailer for meth house in 2018. So I, I really need to probably go back and revisit the script again and see if there's some updates I need to make, you know, cause I mm -hmm. think, you know, cell phones have changed and oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. all that's, 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 it's amazing. You don't think about like how much stuff has changed since 2008 till you like really start to look at stuff and you're like, my Gosh, no one does that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and every year it's changing too. It's like, you know, every, what, every yeah. few months a damn new phone comes out and it's, it's so funny. You can totally yeah. tell the time period because, you know, like even the old cell phones, like the yeah. old yeah. flip phones, you're like, that's yeah. shit. that was a long mm -hmm. time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my wife, she's, she's been watching One Tree Hill and I'm not into it, but I'll come in and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I remember, you know, like having, you know, clothes like that or, you know, using mm -hmm. a cell phone like that. And it's like, man, you forget about some of the older stuff you used to use like that. And it doesn't yeah. seem like it's been that long, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I agree. Well, it's even like depressing. I don't know your age, but it's like depressing when you think back to some of the things that you used to do as a kid and you're like, that was a long, long fucking time ago. That means I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, uh, there's a friend of mine, or, there's a, or well, there's a friend of mine that has a, a wrestling podcast I'm going to be doing this week. And, oh, cool. you know, uh, he asked, he wanted me to like uh, do a match. Like we're going to talk about a match with his girlfriend and uh, for his podcast. And he asked me what match I wanted to do. And I said, Bash at the Beach 98. And I was sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, 1998. Like that's, you know, <laughs> that's been yeah, that's it over 20 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy to think, you know, I mean, it doesn't seem like that long ago, you know, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage and those guys mm -hmm. were, you know, wrestling and, you know, it's just crazy to think time's flown that fast on that type of stuff. Oh yeah, big time. It's, cr it's crazy. Um, so do you have anybody that you look up to as far as horror? So I'm assuming horror is your favorite genre. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love horror and well, I love historical movies too, like especially like Civil War or American Revolutionary War era stuff. I'm like a history nut. But yeah, uh, as far as like who I look up to and, and especially horror, uh, I love classic horror. That's probably my favorite time period, like Tom Browning, James Whale, directors like that. And then, you know, my favorite actor is Lon Chaney, a uh, fan of the opera. Yeah. Let's see, Unholy Three. I mean, there's so many movies that you know he's done, and his you know 
in his in the short span that you know he was doing motion pictures it's just amazing some of the stuff that he done or did and created especially as far as makeup effects but mm -hmm. uh, the one that really got me motivated to start making films was Eli Roth uh, I yeah. remember when Hostel first came out like everybody was talking about it it was like you know the Blair Witch of when I was in high school was you know Hostel like everyone mm -hmm. was like talking about crazy and gross and you know you're not going to believe what you watch you know which you know compared to what you see today it's like you know nothing yeah but I remember seeing it and just being blown away by the real life horror that uh, Eli portrayed in it so ever since then it just kind of hooked me so I've always been uh you know a huge fan of his and some people don't notice this but at the very beginning of the film whenever it shows the new family that's just moved in they're named the the Roth family so, oh okay now that you so, say it yeah, yeah i never would have put that so, together though <laughs> yeah so i did that in honor of him because like i said that's I cool and make it hostile i don't know if it would have pushed me to be able to be a filmmaker or not mm -hmm. that's really cool i yeah. didn't know for the longest time that eli roth was the director of that which yeah. is stupid i mean i should have known that but it's you know that was one that really i was just some of those scenes are holy shit oh I yeah imagine yeah, you, you just can't believe what you're seeing. Like the mm -hmm. probably the scene that like shocked me, like one of the scenes that shocked me the most, which wasn't even one of the most gory scenes, is whenever the candy kids, you know, uh, they whenever they're running from the the bad guys and the, they they have the candy kids like stop the bad guys and they start beating them up and then that one kid takes a rock and bashes in the guy's head and it actually dents in. I was just like. It's so oh gross. My gosh, I've never seen anything like, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, like a cheap splatter effect. I mean, it actually dented in. And I was just like, oh my gosh, was that like, I had to play it back. I was like, <laughs> slow motion. Was that real? Yeah. It's, wow. That's nuts. Is this a snuff film. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this? Like, this is nuts. So, I mean, after seeing that, it, it took away like the horror of just being just, you know, like a Freddy or Jason or, you know, mm -hmm. ghost faced or anything like that. And like, put the horror back into like real life horror and just kind of inspired me to do take my fears, which peer pressure and like not wanting to disappoint or abandon your friends or, you know, fears of, that I had back when we did unlisted owner. That's where the whole peer pressure of, you know, come on guys, let's break into this crime scene. Okay. Your friends are in a crime scene. Do you bail on them and they're going to get in trouble or do you just try to get them out of there and hope no one notices? Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when you're at one of those crossroads, it's like one of those situations where you're just like, I don't know what to do. Like, how did I end up in this situation? Like everything was going so great and now we're here. So yeah. That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then later you realize I should have just listened to my gut and not fucking yeah. gone in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't, shouldn't listen to Tyler and Gavin, those guys. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So Gavin plays an asshole. Is he really an asshole or is he nice? No, no. He's a super great guy. He's one of my, it's funny because, because like like Tyler and Gavin both they're, they're two of my closest friends and they both stood up with me at my wedding and stuff and Aww. Tyler told me that he always wanted to like he's like I want to play like a douchebag type guy and Gavin's like I'll play one too so that's kind of how we just kind of wrote the parts and it just <laughs> really they really played they really played well and yeah. I mean people tell me all the time they're like I just want to punch my tv screen I hated those guys so much they're jerks <laughs> <laughs> but they did good but, you know they acted yeah. the part. they did great yeah yeah and the whole the whole premise with that is that you know me tyler 
Griffin and Gavin were like, you know, we're best friends. We used to tear up the town, used to go out and party all the time. Well, now Jed and Griffin have these two girlfriends and they're just, they're, you know, taking away all the fun, you know, they're ruining all the good times that us four used to have. So now Tyler and Gavin are going to try to either make the girls break up with us or basically they're trying to make us choose. It's either us or them you pick and mm-hmm. we're going to pressure, you know, we want to keep you guys. So we're going to pre- make these girls not want to, you know, be with you. So that's why we're going to make you guys, you know, go to this, ha- this house, that's why we're going to break in and hopefully these girls, you'll shake these girls. And then, you know, we can just be the four of us again, just tearing up the town. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the whole premise of it of like, you know, and they just keep, you know, each little stump they do, they just keeps getting, you know, worse and worse and worse until it's like okay you can't turn back now yeah yep now now you're all screwed now we're in the (laughs) house and we don't know what to do (laughs) yep was this your first time acting or had you acted prior to that um i acted in the uh meth house thing that we had shot uh and then i used to do the lip sync contest locally which is kind (laughs) of random yeah from like from like third grade all the way till my freshman year of high school I used to do the uh, the lip sync contest and it would be on like local tv and stuff but yeah other than that though I I had never done any type of acting but uh, I actually just acted in a film it's been I guess it's I guess it's been over a year ago but uh, it hasn't released yet it's called Trick and Treats I had a small role in it it has Malcolm McDowell in it so I'm pretty excited for oh, that one cool. to come out. Yeah. yeah. So be on the lookout for that one. Okay. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I saw that on your IMDb. Yeah, I just was... didn't know if it was your film or if it was someone else's. No, it's uh, Heroic Age Studios out of uh, Decade, or, uh, yeah, Mount Zion, Illinois. It's where they're out of. And uh, I, it was kind of weird. I was on Facebook and I saw this sponsored ad that had a picture of uh, this guy. His name's Eric Hector and Malcolm McDowell and this pumpkin and it said heroic age studios and it gave like a write-up about this you know trick and treat movie they were doing so I clicked on it and it said they were like you know like a little over an hour like an hour and a half two hours from me and I'm like holy crap so I called them and then they end up being also being uh they were cast in a little small role and I auditioned for it and got the part so it was pretty cool to you know thanks yeah <laughs> and Malcolm voices uh a character and he's actually not there physically he just provides the voice so but the oh. thing he provides the the jack liner he provides the voice for is actually in the scene with me so it's kind of cool so quasi nice. in a scene with Malcolm McDowell I guess yeah <laughs> that's super cool so being in yeah. the scene even though it was just the voice did they put him in the scene with you to so you guys could act off of each other or no no it was um I'm not exactly sure how they're gonna do it uh like as far as like me having like a conversation with him that didn't happen but I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do the rest of it but I'm pretty excited about it it should be pretty awesome I saw a little bit whenever I went up there the that day to shoot they had a little bit of the beginning I think it was the beginning part or one uh, some sequence of the film they had added some special effects in and I was like wow this is going to be pretty awesome so I can't wait to to see it so but yeah I don't know it's with this whole COVID thing like once again mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you know it, how much it's going to delay that but yeah hopefully everything can get back to normal <laughs> I sure hope so it's like you don't really I don't even do that much but it's like when you know you can't do anything it seems worse it's like yeah. I just want to go to the movies yeah so go bad. To the movies. <laughs> or even a or even a convention I mean yeah 
Like I'm yeah. supposed to do uh, Days of the Dead in Indianapolis in July, and uh, they haven't canceled it yet. But I'm afraid, you know, if they may cancel it, or if they don't cancel it, what's the, uh, you know, how many people yeah. are actually going to be able to go, and mm -hmm. you know, even have you know money to be able to, you know, buy movies, T-shirts, yeah. you know, autographs or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's the other scary part. I mean, there's a flip side of it, you know, risking, you know, possibly the virus coming back, but then also at the same time, if, you know, and if they don't cancel it, you go and then no one shows up. Yeah. Like you're just kind of, you know, don't know what to do. Just kind of set and wait and see how the first convention goes, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much has gotten affected, you know? I mean, yeah. So many things. It's insane. Um, yeah, so nothing like good thing that came out of is people sitting at home watching movies, but very true. That is true. So everybody, you need to check out Unlisted Owner. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Get it on Blu-ray though. Get it on Blu-ray. It's much better that way. On yeah. Blu-ray. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so you know, you did write the script, but is any of it improv? Did you kind of give them like a baseline to go off of and you guys just kind of played off of each other, or how did that go? A lot of it is very close to the original lines. Uh, there was one sequence that we ad-libbed, and that was because uh, the night that we were actually filming, um, I had it set up to where we were going to shoot that day, we were going to shoot setting up the tents, and then that night we were going to shoot the night scene where we were all sitting around the campfire, and Gavin talks us all into going back and visiting the house. Well, Andrea apparently misunderstood me and she still didn't ask off for the entire day from work. She only asked off for the night. Oh, so I'm okay. like, okay. So we shot this night scene. Well, Gavin and Tyler said that they were just going to stay in the night there in the tents. I wanted to get all the tents taken down, get everything put back in the right proper areas. And uh, they said, no, we're going to hang out here tonight, you know, and <laughs> the next morning was the shoot with, I mean, the big shoot. We were going to have the police, ambulance, bystanders, all that stuff. And I said, you know, I'm going home getting rest because I know tomorrow's going to be a very big stressful day. Mm -hmm. So ends up, they didn't even stay at the tents. They went out partying somewhere. Oh, shit. And so in the next day, as you could see in the footage is, I mean, it was like 20 mile an hour winds like all day long. So I had to have one of the guys who plays one of the firefighters, Ryan Schaefer, I had to have him go down to the campsite tear down all the tents so stuff didn't just blow away. Mm -hmm. But whenever he did that, everything got put in different bags. I had no clue what tent stuff went with what. So whenever it came time to shoot the setting up tents stuff, we had no clue what went to what. So all this, the stuff we had written wasn't going to work. So we just basically came up with the sequence, which we already knew that Gavin and Tyler were going to leave, but we didn't know like, what we were going to do before they left or what would make them leave. So we just kind of came up with that whole sequence and Griffin gets shoved out of the chair and all. That. Mm -hmm. And he all falls back, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so that was about, that was the most improv I think of the whole movie was that right there. Dang. You guys yeah. all played off of each other really good. So I thought maybe you guys yeah. just kind of rolled with it and just. There was, like I said, I mean, it wasn't like it, the whole movie wasn't word for word script. I mean, there was a little bit of ad-libbing here and there, but I mean, as far as like the main source material, I mean, it was, I mean, a lot of lines were pretty spot on. I think when we did the the whole scene, we were sitting around the campsite. There was a couple of times that was like 
ad-libbed. I think the bottom of the barrel thing was uh, ad-libbed. That was like a little bit of ad-lib back and forth. So, but, <laughs> but for the most part, it was pretty spot on. Nice. You guys, you guys did great. That's cool. And it's really neat that you guys were friends for so long. That's yeah. cool that you guys could all be in a feature film together. Yeah. You guys did so well together. It's awesome. Yeah. And I, the way I look at it now is that, you know, at that point in time, I mean, you know, we were still just, you know, young guys, you know, young people just having fun. And then after that, I mean, Tyler's married has, uh, let's see, oof four kids and then <laughs> you have to count them <laughs> i had to count i had to, well he just had he just had he just had a little one here recently and then <laughs> I, I i just got married or well, I got married a couple years back and i have a little boy and it's just an andrea she's married with two kids so it's just amazing like how much everything has changed since you know we did that yeah definitely oh you yeah. all grew up <laughs> yeah we all grew up yeah I, I kind of look at it like that was our last hurrah before we became adults <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> do you think that you'll do another film with all of them again like a kind of a reunion uh I don't know uh it was hard enough to get Tyler and Gavin just we did a, a Facebook AMA the other day and it was hard enough just to get them to be able to do that so wow. uh I don't know. Uh, probably not, but I'm hopeful that maybe mm -hmm. we'll be able to sometime. But and same with Andrea, she, you know, she's got a life of her own now. So I don't know if she'd want to put on the acting boots back on again and get mm -hmm. right into it or not. Uh, Levi Atkins plays the killer. I know he would be game to do something like that, but I don't know about the rest of the cast. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. So are you the only one that continued to act or did yeah, um, for the most part, anyways. Uh, I'm trying to think if anybody else in the movie, uh, Levi, he's said, I don't know if he's done any stage acting or anything like that, or uh, Mark Nation Ellis that played the dad, he did a little bit of stage acting, but as far as like movie stuff, I'm pretty much the only one that kind of moved on from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess That's everyone good. else got, you know, doing the real job thing and yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does take a lot of time with this. I mean, it takes a lot of time away from stuff to be able to promote your movie and be able to write and, you know, mm -hmm. get everything set up to shoot. I mean, it's, it's a lot of time that goes into it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and money. And the older you get, yeah, and money. And the older you get, you know, time and money sometimes gets smaller and smaller, especially whenever you get a family and it starts, you know, your household starts growing. Yep. <laughs> At least you only got one, though, right now. <laughs> instead of four. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Be a little hectic. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you can see my house shirt now. Do you? Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you like house too? Oh, nice. That's yeah. badass. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's one of my favorite ones. Kid, I always used to call it Jesse and the Mummy because I didn't know what to call it because you know you didn't have TV Guide. I mean, well, I guess you had to look at the book, but mm -hmm. you know I didn't know what it was called. But yeah, I <laughs> love that movie. Like, have you seen that movie, Jesse and the Mummy? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's one of those things like when you see stuff as a kid and then you don't know what it's called. It, uh, there's three movies that's always troubled me as a kid. I couldn't figure out what it was called. This was one. The other one was Krill that has Liam Neeson in it. And there's another one. I have no idea what it is. And I, every time I describe it to people, they think I'm nuts. So I don't know, maybe I just dreamed it as a kid, but so two out of three isn't bad though. Yeah. 
Well, there's this one movie that I can't remember what it's, I don't know what it's called. I've tried Google searching like the one scene I remember and I've never found uh-huh. anything on it. It wasn't a horror movie. It was just yeah. a weird movie and I have no clue what it is. Yeah. Mine is like, I don't know, this, this kid is with this monster type thing that was under his bed and then like they go downstairs and there's a like these monsters downstairs, I guess. And then somehow like something happens where the monsters all start like melting and stuff. I have no clue. It's not little the monsters. Is, it, is that little monsters? Is that little monsters? Well, yeah, Howie Mandel. Wow. Well, I'm three for three then, I guess. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I totally know that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll have to check it out then. Yeah, it's on right now. Um, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but I think it is because I was watching it probably a few weeks ago. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So that scene's in it where they go downstairs and then they all start melting or whatever. Yeah, because they flip on lights. So they're actually downstairs like in the monster's underground place or whatever. And they go Uh through it from under the bed, right? Uh-huh. I think yep. so, yeah. And then the light turns on. They turn all the lights on because they're trying to kill them is what it is. And they all like start melting and shit. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess I'll have to watch this. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Thanks. I'm right, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. So mm-hmm. Fred Savage. <laughs> uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's little monsters. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to I'll have to because I the only thing I remember is that little boy. And then the monster, and then they went under the, they went down, and then there's, yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. See? <laughs> Aren't you All glad right, you awesome. came on? <laughs> I know, right? I solved <laughs> mysteries. Yep. Like Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now is the time when we give our, well, when you give your shout outs if you want to, um, where to find you, your social media, your YouTube where they can find your movie, um, anything that you want to give thanks or shout out to. Now yeah, is your I'll give, Okay, I'll give a shout out to my wife, Cassandra, and my son, Jace. And I don't know, Jace may be in bed now. I don't know, yeah, he's past his bedtime, so he should be in bed now. But, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, all everybody who supported me, it's, you know, I really appreciate all the support. Um, everyone checking out Unlisted Owner, uh, liking us on Facebook and all that stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's great whenever people, you know, send you messages and, you know, post pictures of your movie, them watching your movie and stuff. There's no better feeling than that. So mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody for that. Uh, if you want to check out Unlisted Owner, probably the best way to support me <laughs> would mm-hmm. it, it would be if you uh, purchase the Blu-ray from either Amazon or make makeflix.com. Uh, that's J.R. Book Walters of uh, company. He uh, did the film Dead Next Door, Robot Ninja. Uh, he's also done some Charles Brand movies and stuff like that. So, oh, cool. So, if someone wants to pick up a copy of that on Blu-ray, I should be. Hopefully, we'll see how this COVID thing goes. But I'll hopefully be at some conventions this year. But uh, you want to check out Unlisted Owner on Facebook? Uh, just type in Unlisted Owner and search it. It should <laughs> pop right up. Uh, and then on Twitter at unlisted owner. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at Mr. Jed Bryan. And then also on Instagram, it's at Mr. Period J E D underscore Brian, B R I A N. So be sure to follow me on there. Uh, we may be doing some more contests. We did a couple of 
unlisted owner giveaways last week. We did an AMA and we may be doing, depending on how much longer this lasts, we may do another one just to get people something, some entertainment and if anyone has any questions, they want to know, you know, anything about the movie, just uh, follow us on social media and we'll have some announcements soon, I'm sure. Nice. Hell yeah. And I'll add those links down below too. Once when I upload it to YouTube. All right. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It was, it was great coming on and being able to solve a childhood mystery and yeah, uh, see, so, now you have a movie to go watch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Relive your childhood. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, so real quick, I'm just going to do a couple shout outs real fast. Um, I want to thank Crazy Ink Publishing for publishing my books, Broken Halo and Broken Halo Blood Curse on Amazon. Um, Matthew Price Thompson with MPT Graphics that does my artwork. Uh, Johnny Daggers who owns Dagger Vision Films. He did my intro, he does music for me, and he did um, my logo. Um, my Indie Productions for, I'm one of their artists on their uh, website. They support all kinds of indie directors, producers, actors, musicians, they're amazing. So check out myindieproductions.com. They're also on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Um, Chris Atella, who does my intro music, outro music, um, does the music for uh, iTunes, Spotify, all of that good stuff. And Bud Vino and Sir Horror with Sir Sturdy. Um, they are both podcasters and they're just absolutely amazing. So check them out. And also Christopher Inlow, who is um, one of my, he's, well, he's my part-time co-host. So I want to thank him as well. And with that, I'm all like, blah, 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 like trying to say it. <laughs> all right. And with I that, understood everything. <laughs> I think I hit them all. All right. And with that, we are done. So thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you very much. So where are you out of? I'm Boise, Idaho. Idaho. Wow. Mm -hmm. You're the first podcast in Idaho I've talked to. So really easy. And yeah. I solved your movie mystery. So look at that. <laughs> yeah that's pretty it's pretty awesome yeah because like i said i had that one's always like i always saw that one it's one of those things like as a kid i saw that one little clip and then yeah. it was like so no don't know what it was because you didn't it wasn't like we had satellite you know where you could just click and say oh it's that movie so exactly yeah uh, yeah yeah <clears throat> krill it took me forever to figure out krill i don't know if you ever seen it or not i haven't seen it but i've heard of it but i don't think i've seen wow. it it is Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings oh. meets Xena Warrior Princess. Huh. Just because the guy who's the main character, he has this, you know, Xena had that little like boomerang thing she always uh -huh. threw or whatever. He has something similar. It's like more like a star that has knives on it that he throws and yeah. Oh shit. And there's a cyclops. I mean, it's weird. You talk about, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's a cyclops. <laughs> oh, it's weird. It's weird. And he's a normal sty cyclops. He's just a normal guy. And he has like, like goggles. It uh -huh. looks like they would have, they had to put goggles on him and then they put the prosthetic eye that blinked. Like, I mean, Ew. like his eyes like stick out, like probably like an inch from his face. Like his, <laughs> rest, it's just kind of, I mean, you just got to see it. And it's, it blinks. It's, it's out there. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there. I'll have to watch it for sure. I'll add it to my list of things I need to check out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I had one of my friends watch it and he goes, what did I just watch? And I'm like, what exactly. <laughs> yeah. Liam Neeson's first movie. So. Oh, cool. And he, okay. And he's not even the main character in it. He's just like, kind of like a, 
I don't know, maybe like a third character or something. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. He's Carries come a long way. Lines, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Since that movie. Yeah, no kidding. I will check that one out then for sure. It sounds interesting. <laughs> well, cool. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and watch the movie twice. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so. you're welcome. You did really good. It was, it was a good movie. So I was excited to get you on. Well, thanks. I'm glad because, gosh, sometimes those ones where it's like they haven't seen it, it just sometimes it gets a little bumpy a little bit, you know, and yeah, like you can tell what they're talking about. <laughs> it's a little bit generic in some of the questions. So I was very pleased to hear that you watched it. One time I did an interview with this girl from the UK and she had like conspiracy theories on it, like what happened and stuff and who was the actual killer. And I just like, Dang. she's asking me questions I'm like I didn't even thought that far ahead <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like I have no freaking clue <laughs> yeah yeah so, that's awesome yeah, so I've, I've had interviews all over the place so <laughs> oh cool yeah well, I'm, I'm super glad you came on it was fun yeah thanks and sorry about the technical difficulties I'm sure you can edit that out so. oh totally <laughs> Yeah, it, it happens. You're not. Yeah, the my first computer time. booted up fine, so I don't know what the deal was with that. That was just very weird. So, Who knows? I don't know if it was because I was running Zoom and something else in the background. I don't know, but it's maybe it's a Zoom somebody, ghost. Probably somebody trying to Zoom bomb you. Yeah. <laughs> may, have like, been. Nope. May, may have been. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. I'll message you and let you know. Um, and I'll, I'll obviously tag you so then you'll know okay. kind of the promotional stuff that's coming out. Okay, perfect. Hey, awesome. have a great night. Thanks you again. too. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, bye.